Welcome, everybody, to Corner 3 Fan Bites, dopest basketball podcast on the planet. What's going on? I hope you're all doing well. Hope everything is going well in your world. I hope you're washing your hands, washing your butt, making sure everything is okay in the world where you are. I am one of your hosts, Khalif Adams. I am joined by the two most magical, mystical folks on the planet. Nikki Dunkaroos Grayson, how are you doing? I'm trapped in an orange room, and I need help. (laughs) John... Technical foul, Warren. How are you doing, sir? Hey, I got teed up for yelling at my own teammate. So, <laughs> hopefully, okay. the refs we'll take, take that back. back. Okay, good. Yeah. How are y'all? We'll take it back, but we will still remove you from the game, affecting yeah. the outcome of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think at this point, you know, how many tees does John have? Is like we're still trying to battle out. I'm trying to. I'm Draymond. trying to catch up with Draymond. I'm trying to catch up with Draymond. Draymond sneezes on people now and gets technicals at this. He point. yelled at James like, Wiseman and, and the rest of them out of the game. It's like when uh, it's when uh, it's like when uh, do y'all remember when uh, Tim Duncan uh, laughed at a referee and got thrown out of the game on the bench? On like the he, bench, yes, yes, he was on the bench. He laughed at what's his face, the worst referee on earth, and he he threw him out of the game. It was the as a Mavs fan, best day of my life, but it's not fair. <laughs> I mean, it's it is it is very very uh, indica- indicative of the world that we live in. It feels like he was being silenced by, by the referees <laughs> for, for enjoying this life. Um, we have a really good show. Thank you to everybody who listened to uh, our previous episode. Episode one was a banger. I think a lot of folks were one surprised that we were going to do a show like this, but also completely delighted uh, in that surprise to see that we were doing a basketball related podcast. So again, thank you everybody for checking that out. And if you haven't, please. Uh, you know, it should be up on all podcast platforms now at, at this point. Uh, so please go leave us a review, a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. And please let us know how you like the show and other stuff that we can add to it to make it a little bit better for all of you at home. Um, this week, uh, we talked last week about James Harden. If you want him to be on your team. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking a little bit about one of our favorite new upstarts, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, which... I didn't think I was going to say that at the beginning of the NBA season no. this year. Our, one of our favorite upstarts, the Cleveland Cavs. Um, the story around what they've been able to do so far has been pretty interesting. I think that the energy that they're bringing to the league is something that's been needed. Um, I'm really curious to hear. I know, John, you had you had some thoughts about kind of where everything is kind of moving for them uh, and, and some thoughts about just what the Cavs are up to. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs are an interesting team because, I mean, they're, they're still anchored in a lot of ways by Kevin Love, who who is injured right now. Um, and they've also got Andre Drummond, who is a perennial defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, he also plays with shorts that are two to three inches shorter than everyone else's, which is like, honestly, genuinely, <laughs> I think that's great. Room. Yeah, like, yeah, I want I need more players with like John Stockton uh, you know, length shorts, like it's time to bring that back. I feel like, um, so like, you know, whenever you have a front court that that's like that, you're, you're probably in the conversation most games, but that young backcourt Darius Garland and Colin Sexton has been scrutinized a lot because like, I think they had a lot of hype coming out of college and a lot of expectations. And like, I don't think they've totally, got there yet, especially in the wake of Kyrie Irving leaving and, um, you know, just Cleveland being kind of a mess without LeBron, but Colin Sexton this year looks good to me. Um, yeah. the, the first time the three 
Uh, superstar Brooklyn Nets took the court. They got taken two OT with Cleveland and Colin Sexton dropped 42 on them. Like that's big mm-hmm. time. Is and that the a guy, lot? Is that good? It's a lot of points. <laughs> and I was looking at his stat line earlier. So if you look at, if you look at Colin Sexton, he's got career highs. He's only been in the league for three years. He's 22. Uh, he's got le- career highs and assists and steals. But points is where it's crazy because he jumped from 20 to 27 average. Uh, so like, that's so a, a really big, big that's a really big too, yeah. jump for a 22 year old. So like, I'm excited. I mean, I don't know. Am I really excited about what Cleveland's doing? Not really. Cause like it's Cleveland, but like, <laughs> I'm like, it's interesting. At least um, that central division in the East is like, not that interesting. I mean, the, the bucks kind of have that. Uh, open and shut, I feel like. But Cleveland being maybe a dark horse to get that like eighth, seventh seed maybe is like not out of the realm. So like that's kind of an exciting thing for that for that town. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm probably thinking right now if we think about forecasting where we'll see things kind of end around All Star break. That's when we'll really kind of understand what Cleveland is going to kind of bring to the table. My yeah. Knicks are doing something. Yeah, uh, which feels oh the Knicks are good. The Knicks are the good. Knicks say it right here. The Knicks yeah. are good, actually. Yeah, I think the Knicks are going to be the three seed. Whoa, I say it right now. The Knicks whoa, are going to be the three seed. Whoa. That's right. I'm saying it. What Knicks are the just, three seed. You just absolutely what? tanked the rest of their season. You know that, right? What in the JaVale the three, McGee the did you seed. just say? They're, the, the New York Knicks are going to be the third seed in the Eastern Conference this year. Okay. Now the we, Knicks we already know the, the audio seed. pull quote for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh seriously. That's, that's going to be the, the thing that goes on social immediately. If the Knicks get to the third slot this year, mm-hmm. I will go out in, in all of COVID happening and find mm-hmm. someone to give me a high top fade weave. I will do it. Yeah, do it. I will that's do good. it. I will, pay, I will pay the money. I will so look, not do anything as a result of losing this bet. I promise to, you that. To look like Skywalker Williams from the 87 Knicks, I will go put yeah. on some hair. Uh, Let me, let's just look at the East. Let's just look at the East. Okay, you yeah. want to look at the NBA East? Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. While, while, you're, while you're pulling up some stats there, I think one of the interesting parts about that, that initial um, kind of breakout game for Sexton was he really took, he really did take Kyrie to, to, to the bucket a bunch of times. Yeah. We would yeah. not expect to be a thing uh, for a kind of younger player to be able to, you know, go up against a veteran that way and have that wherewithal to be able to kind of come through in double overtime. Uh, dropping, what was it, 48, you said, or 42? 42, yeah. 42. I mean, I think when you think about the young bucks in the league, and we'll talk a little bit about kind of, you know, the overall rookie conversation um, in a minute, but I think when you think of a car- a, a player like Sexton, now maybe even wind up, winding up becoming the leader of that team yeah. until yeah. Kevin, Love, Kevin Love comes back. That's also a really interesting story to kind of dig into from, a, from an NBA perspective of just saying like, Young players coming into their own really early um, for teams that are not necessarily going to get a whole bunch of love around the league. Especially considering it feels like the the narrative around Cleveland was there's going to be this weird power, not like a power and leadership vacuum because they're not going to have like LeBron's not there. Kyrie's not there. Kevin Love can only do so much for these these shooters, basically. Like this, I think is is a testament to the coaching staff, um, in Cleveland that that these players are trying to pop off like this. 
Um, no, I did say that the uh, just a couple of seconds ago, just a few moments ago, if we can run the yeah. tape back, you will hear me say that the New York Knicks would be the three seed. Yeah, they got some climbing um, to do. They've well, they they're only a game and a half. They're only, you're right. They're only they're only a game and a half but, behind. You're right. It's a really but, um, I don't think they're better than the Pacers. So yeah, I don't think they're better than the Pacers either. Where is that? Who's on the Pacers now that Oladipo left? Nobody. Demontis Sabonis. But Sabonis is like legit now. Demontis Sabonis is finally becoming a player that, uh, first of all, long, like fluffy hair. It's weird that his hair (laughs) looks like mine. So he'll like, he'll, he'll be playing and it's just kind of fluffy. Um, But he's, he's pretty good. I'll say this about Cleveland real quick before we talk about the rest of the East. They remind me a little bit of D'Angelo Russell's nets. If you remember that. So so D'Angelo Russell really became kind of the leader of that team, of that Nets team. And his, his uh, ascent reminds me a little bit of what we're seeing with Colin Sexton right now, a little bit Mm -hmm. of a leadership vacuum, a similar skill set, good scorer can get to the cup, not a bad passer. Although that, that part of his game is not super refined. Um, the problem with D'Angelo Russell is that he got traded out of that situation and now he's just being kind of shuffled around. Is there in Minnesota? I don't know. Is he a key component of that rebuild? Maybe kind of sort of, he seems like a good guy, but like, I don't know. Um, it's weird. Cause that, that Minnesota rebuild was like hinging uh, the quotes over here was hinging on Devin Booker, not liking Phoenix because right. then the three, right. which is <laughs> so, wild, but like, that's yeah. what it was. The, they were Minnesota was banking on Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell being able to get Devin Booker out of Phoenix. Right. Yeah. Which is like, sure, like it's worked before, yep. but also Phoenix good now. Yeah, Phoenix good. Um well, yeah. good. Phoenix good. Ish now. ish. But ish. like Devin Booker likes playing in Phoenix. So yeah, right. uh, he's not gonna leave. Yeah. Um so Chris that Paul Minnesota keeps team is in a weird spot. Years, exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. The interesting part of this conversation, too, from an Andre Drummond perspective, which yeah. I think is also one of the kind of you know, linchpins in that squad, is seeing just how far he's going to go and, and hopefully not get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Torian Prince, which we had the Torian Prince conversation right before, before the show. <laughs> just being like, I mean, they got Prince. some issues, right? I mean, they got some issues. The Kevin Porter Jr., uh, 2019 draft pick. Uh, just came out this week that he was super mad that he his locker was moved out of the main locker room because he just hasn't really been playing and been replaced yeah. to Torian Prince's, which like, and he got so mad about Torian Prince that he got traded to Houston. So it's just like, <laughs> like I just like I would love to get so mad about Torian That's Prince a win that I get him, fired for my. I agree, I agree with you. I think it's a win because <laughs> now he gets a chance to go to Houston and probably play. Um, in a, in a kind of a growing weird, uh, hodgepodge of a team that seems to be and it's just doing a, better a little bit city. better than. Yeah. And I mean, he doesn't have to get dressed in the parking city. garage now. Yeah. So that helps him out too. <laughs> yeah. nice. They let him use the regular bathroom. Yes. They yeah. like sneak in with Gatorade for other players <laughs> to get back into the locker room at this point, <laughs> which is wild. But yeah. You um, were talking about Torian Prince. Sorry. I mean, I mean, there isn't really much to talk about Torian Prince to be fair, but I think that the. <laughs> Uh, the, the other part of that whole squad that I think is actually really interesting to see is from a 
you know, potential uh, decent player to someone who kind of fell off really hard was Larry Lance, Larry Nance Jr. too. Yeah. Which like he fell off super hard, which I he thought did. he had a fairly good run with the Lakers. I thought he was doing I, mm-hmm. pretty well. I think he was playing really hard. He had, he has, he still has that weird kind of in-between game where he doesn't know. He's like, I don't want to ever go for rebounds, but I will dunk on you as much as yeah. I can. Cause I want to yeah. play from the, from the perimeter. Um, I do wonder though, thinking about not only the way the Cavs have been playing in this kind of, you know, revamp thing around Sexton and Sexton having his Lynn Sanity moment uh, in the space to what that translates to in terms of like what you said in terms of the standings, right? They're, they're currently in what, let's see, in seventh place. They're at seven and seven. They're a 500 team. They have a two, two game win streak underneath their, underneath their hands. Um, I don't know though, if when you look at them in comparison to the Hawks, which have been playing fairly well. The Nets are still trying to figure out their 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 chemistry parts of the conversation. The Pacers, with with the amount of traits they had, are probably going to move down a bit. And the yep. Bucks will probably get bumped out of the playoffs again because they just don't have the cohesion that you would want them to have yet. With the Cavs now being maybe a sleeper team alongside the Knicks and probably... Uh, seeing the Heat actually in tenth position is is actually they'll, kind of weird. I would they'll climb, but they'll, they'll like, come back. They'll, 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 they'll come, come back. back. Yeah, like, they were without Jimmy for the first yeah. four or five games of the season. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, I mean how Bam, Bam out of bios will make it. I I I think it's seven or five. Eight. I really do. You really do. You no. think it's five? I think I think they'll get to the five seed. Huh. I I think the Pacers fall to six or seven. I think that he climbed their way back up to five, but then get bounced in the first round. Yeah. That seems, yeah, that's, that's, that's a reasonable call on that. I think, I don't think that any of the other teams that are kind of like in the, in the bottom of the league right now, like Pistons are kind of a lost cause at this point. Oh yeah. No, I don't really see them moving up in terms of much. The Raptors are actually really interesting at five and nine right now. Yeah. Uh, because that's a little bit unexpected uh, for, for the way that they kind of have always played in the yeah. past five, six seasons. Pascal Siakam just like hit a wall. Yeah. 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 I mean, as soon as he kind of emerged, I think a lot of folks, including myself kind of looked at that as like, Oh, that's fun. I don't know if he's like <laughs> yes. a superstar player. Like I think he, I think he had a really interesting year and a half and now it seems like we've, we've really hit a wall with him. So yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be really weird to see where that all lands for sure. I think, yeah, um, you know, piggybacking off the the conversation around Sexton being, you know, this young upstart. He's had his what three years in the league right now. Yeah, um, but it feels like also this conversation is around the rookies this year. It feels like rookies yeah. this this term around are having way more of an impact than we would have expected to. Um, you know, of course, everyone is still on the Lamelo Ball train. I think everyone is kind of looking at him as the possible. I think he may even be the front runner right now yeah. for rookie of the better than of the his year. better than Lonzo. Better than Lonzo. I mean, that's what they should have called him. That's what he should have been named. Better than Lonzo. <laughs> Hi, better than Lonzo I'm better Ball. than Lonzo Ball. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be so great. Yeah, it's, such a, it's, it's such it's, a terrible dad thing to do that his dad would actually simple, do. It's simple. Just it. the great, the greater than sign, Lonzo. <laughs> It's like, it'd be so good. Oh, that would be so fantastic. It's so, so mean. So in, your, so in your thoughts, gents, who do you think is kind of like, 
impressed you so far from a, from a rookie standpoint? I think there's been a, a couple of folks who have really been standouts uh, yeah. and we're seeing that conversation kind of grow. Uh, but, but who are the folks you're kind of looking at right now that, that are giving you some, some, some encouragement in terms of like thinking they may do some work. I'm going to go to Nikki on that one first. I really do think LaMelo ball. I was like surprised at his game kind of immediately yeah. translated. There was a lot of, a lot of my, my hesitation on him was that like, he wasn't going to be mature enough somehow, mm-hmm. which is bizarre because he's played professional basketball for a long, for time. A long time. Yeah. Um, but I, there was a period of time where, like, I watched Lonzo Ball play every single night, and I was like, "Ah, interesting. <laughs> this is kind of like you, you can you can see the glimpses of a of a of a great player in there." But then I was like, I got so comfortable and so used to what Lonzo Ball's game looked like that I was like, "It's gonna be his brother. It's gonna be basically the same." Um, but coming off the bench, this dude is like good for a double double every night. And it threatens you a triple double every single time he plays. Um, And he's coming off the bench and it's his first year in the NBA. um, And he's only going to get better, presumably. Um, That's legitimately been a surprise to me. Um, Yeah. John, what are your thoughts about rookies of the year kind of of conversation? Uh, I I think LaMelo is such an interesting case. I think uh, that maturity thing is going to become more and more important as it becomes less and less uh, obvious why he's coming off the bench every night because <laughs> yes. is he really worse than like Devonte Graham in that position? Like, like no. I, I don't know about that. I think like to me, that looks like a backcourt that should be Lamelo starting Devonte Graham at the two, like something like that. And, um, you know, as much as I hate his guts, like Gordon Hayward having a pretty good season in that role yeah. overpaid, Big time, absolutely. But, but like having you a good leave year, Gordon Hayward alone. But but like Melo's Lamelo Ball's instincts to pass the ball are, I mean, listen, I got Luca in Dallas, but I'll I'll see some of those passes that Lamelo is making. I'm like, oh wow, um, mm-hmm. pretty spectacular stuff. And a guy that can threaten to fill the stat sheet like that. We've only we're only two years out from the last rookie that did that, and his name was Luka Doncic, and like. You know, I think they're actually pretty similar in the sense that they can heat up with their shooting, but they're not the most consistent and they could get, be more consistent. Anyway, that's a long way to say that I think the management, the management situation in Charlotte is going to tank LaMelo Ball's chances. Instead, I think it's going to be Ooh. James Wiseman who's going to start most games for Golden State and actually be the rookie of the year by the end of the year. Part of me thinks that halfway through the season, Draymond Green barking in his ear every single game about how to play defense is actually going to start to yeah. pay dividends. Going to work because like yeah. oh, yeah. Dray- Draymond for all for everybody like a lot of people hate that guy's guts, but like as a total neutral party, I look back and I see one of the smartest dudes in the history yeah. of this league, and like if he's the one coaching Wiseman up and Wiseman has six and a half inches on him. Whoa, like this could get really scary for folks playing against uh, Golden State. And we saw a little bit of that against the Lakers and things like that. So, like, he's not. That game didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking (laughs) about. (laughs) But uh, I think it's. We only talk about one game behind. (laughs) One game behind. Um, But I I think it's going to be Wiseman at the end of the year. But I think if you really only take this first 14 games or whatever, I I think Nikki's right. I mean, Lamella's been, you know, really a cut above most folks. So, 
Yeah, I just want I just want Zion to catch a goddamn ball. That's what I want him to do. Like it feels <laughs> like he's missing more shots than he's. I mean, the funniest thing about that combination, which I want to be, uh, not 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 Zion, um, because he's on the Pelicans, he's on a different team, um, <laughs> is actually I just ran ran around in my head about Zion just running people over and why they they should actually like be in the same they, team together because yeah, they really, should really that'd be great. Team. That'd be really good. But going back to LaMelo, because LaMelo's point was, it's going to be really cool to see when he grows into his body. Yeah. yeah. Which is that first part of the first two seasons are always a wash when it comes to that. Yep. Uh, you always have like baby baby fat, and then you get yeah. grown man bodies. In, in the first yeah, they're only, they're only 14 years old <laughs> when they start playing in the league. So yeah. once they, it's fucked up. Like even Luca, yeah. I was watching a video of Luca like from two years yeah. ago, and it's like that dude looks twenty years younger than he does now, and I was like, "Yeah, wow, it really does something. It's it's wild. It's, it's all those shakes on the planes. Yeah, like, you get to, mm, it's you yeah, get all, you don't have good food in your it's body. All of that creatine. <laughs> well, it's that, and plus it's like year one, you have no personal chef. Year two, you have a personal chef. Yeah, right? yeah, that's it's true. like some someone is actually feeding you stuff because they're like your body needs to put on weight, and you need to go knock people yeah. down and some of that stuff. I think Lamelo is going to be again one of those interesting cases, like you said, to see when he comes off the bench and starts to actually play as a as a um, a starter. I think that fundamentally changes what they're going to do from a team standpoint. Um, I also do think that then that's going to be maybe a little bit problematic because they're going to run him ragged. Um, yeah. in those first couple of years. So I'm worried a little bit about his, you know, his endurance in that respect. And again, that is one of those, like, that's the reason why you got to put on all that weight for 82 games. Um, Emmanuel quickly over at the Knicks, I think is actually really interesting too. Mm. Um, heads down baller feels like he has not necessarily just kind of been thrown in there into the, into the wilds. You know, I was having a conversation earlier today about Tom Thibodeau. And how Tom Thibodeau just doesn't Coach care the about year, your Tom life. Thibodeau. He may be in the <laughs> running. Might, he may I be. Mean, it depends. Yeah. If he can get the Knicks, to, if he can get the Knicks into the playoffs, yeah, they may oh, make yeah. a three oh, seed. Oh, 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 oh I mean, okay. I mean, like, if they get to the three seed, <laughs> I mean, Greg Popovich will have to hand him the trophy. Just be like, yeah, you got it. Uh, so, um, that just threw me off so far. Sorry. <laughs> Because this is not gonna happen. This is like, not gonna no, happen. This is not gonna happen. <laughs> I couldn't. This. This. I couldn't give as much. I couldn't sacrifice so many pigs to be able to get that kind of thing to work. <laughs> um, but it's. But it's gonna be one of those cool things of like seeing quickly uh, play off of Barrett, which is gonna be actually pretty interesting to see, um, and have those two be really interesting as a as a backcourt, backcourt frontcourt kind of duo. Obi Toppin, I don't know if he's going to yeah, grow into his body that way. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, what's up with way? him? I, don't th- I just don't think he has a spot yet. It feels like he's coming in and doing good things when he's on the court, but yeah. he still has that weird, interesting part of his game where he still doesn't know where he wants to play. Does he want to yeah. be a perimeter player? Does he want to kind of, you know, hang and bang down on the low blocks? It doesn't seem like that's his game anyway, so I feel like he's going to wind up being kind of out on the perimeter. Which again, if you have somebody who's like six nine, six ten on the perimeter with a okay shot, I don't know yeah. how that works. He's not fast enough to get you off the dribble, uh, pump fake you, and then move around you to yeah. kind of do that stuff. So he's either going to have to change his game up a little bit, or hey, or he's he, going to have to just get a really nasty shot. All yeah, the time. I was going to say maybe he gains thirty five pounds and becomes Sean Kemp. Like you know, like like I don't know, like he can get up. And like he could be, yeah. he could he could do that. But like, yeah, he either needs to get a shot or I don't know, start 
started eating more. Started eating he's, more a, uh, he's a he's a Qdoba. weird tweener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a weird tweener in that way, and and this league does not like tweeners anymore. Not yeah. in that same way. Yeah. There used to be a, like a really it was like a really interesting five year span where tweeners were the shit. Right. And that era is kind of gone now. Yeah. Uh, you either really have to be specialized in the thing that you're trying to do, or you have to have a team that doesn't have a specialty and you can just kind of run around and do whatever you want. He can dunk it though. Uh, <laughs> he can put the ball he can, in the hoop. Could to, he can put ball in hoop. Fam has yeah. hops for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I guess before we kind of roll up out of here uh, for this episode, I think one of the, one of the most interesting things that we saw kind of happen was that game with the Lakers and Golden State. No, what are you talking about? All yes. I want to talk about is how even, I'm not afraid of we, the Bucks. We didn't I mean, even no we didn't even tell you we were going to go down this road, but we now we have to. I, I love can't it. believe yeah, I mean, we have to because it's that been was, I think LeBron and AD realized that they needed to play basketball in that game <laughs> too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so like, it was I, I, think, I legitimately think that's all it was. Like, it was a it was lack the of Warriors. Focus. It was the Warriors Lakers game. It was on TNT, I think, or was it on ESPN? Yeah, it was. Either way, it was nationally televised. Uh, we're going into the third quarter. I mean, into the fourth quarter, and the Warriors are down like what four, 15 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Steph and the Warriors just kind of, you know, what happened there, bud? What was that? Steph, what was they that? just stopped. He Matumbo waved everybody. Yeah. Was like, not today. <laughs> Not today. Like they just didn't play basketball, which is like yeah. fine. It's the regular season. These games don't matter. We're all waiting. We're just kind of banking and waiting for the playoffs, right? I'm always saying this. These regular season games, a lot of people put a lot of stock into them, but they don't matter, right? Yeah. We could just skip the regular season and just get to the playoffs. And that's where everyone really, that's where basketball really happens. It's like hockey. Um, no, it, I, I, it, if anything, it is, it is the quintessential um championship hangover loss yeah in that like it's Mm. it's like absolutely a focus thing this team was like they came into this game thinking it's the warriors we don't have to really exert that much effort and then steph was like i'm steph curry i'm steph curry i'm still (laughs) steph curry and it is it's incredible i don't think lebron hates very many people but I don't think that LeBron James likes Stephen Curry. No, I don't. And like I think either. that it it really does get his goat whenever he loses to him. Yeah. Um, because he came out yesterday against the Bucks and was like, "I'm gonna just I'm gonna put the ball in the hole a lot, um, from everywhere." Uh, yeah. I I think I think that's all it was. I hope. I mean, anyway. I mean, Steph. I mean, Steph Curry is like seeing every like '90s R&B singer that didn't actually sing bust your team's ass. Yeah, and and then and just like play really really well and just not care about your feelings at all. Yeah. Smile at you, dap yeah. you up, give you a hug, set a court, and then back step, do three dribbles behind his back, and then pull up a back a fadeaway three on your biggest player. What? Like, I madness. I, I have not f- Steph Curry exhilarates me when he gets into that zone in a way that like mm-hmm. the only other time I've really experienced that is reliving. And I'm so sorry, Ka, when, uh, Reggie, Reggie, when Miller. Reggie Miller, Don't you say Reggie Miller? like that is like, it's so cold and it's so good. And there, and it's, yeah. and it's, it's irresistible 
to to hate in a way because like I've I, he's done it to my team too where I just kind of watch it I'm just like. I don't know what you could Stop. do. You, I, I don't know what you could <laughs> yeah. do. All, all like the only thing that can happen is that so he starts good. missing shots, and then sometimes he just doesn't. And you're like, oh, "What are you gonna do? What do you? What can you do about that? What can you do about any of this?" Um, the wildest thing. Wildest. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, that was it. I just. I have no idea what to do about it. First of all, f Reggie Miller in his neck. I don't care what <laughs> anybody says. I hate that man with every fiber of my being. There are very few people on this planet that I hate. F Reggie Miller. I've never wanted to strangle someone through a screen until I until I saw Reggie Miller just do us dirty uh, in that way. Yes, Reggie Miller, that. come on corner three. Come on corner three. Come on corner three. Reggie. Have, I have three pointers for you, <laughs> Reggie Miller. Um, but I think that one of the interesting parts about Steph, and, and you nailed it, is. You know, LeBron is the best player of our generation currently. I think he is. Like, yeah. he's just a physical manifestation of what basketball could possibly be in yeah. every form of fashion. Steph Curry is magical. Like, uh-huh. it, it, is, it, is, it is nothing that I've ever seen in my whole life of seeing someone play basketball in this way. Where he will shoot things and you're just like, that makes no sense. Makes no yeah. sense. Like, that's just this dumb basketball and it works for you. Yep. I don't think players... Hmm. Hmm. I don't think players ever wanted to be LeBron. And I say this because mm. LeBron is such a such a physical specimen that yes. it's like you like if you're in high school, you're not going to be like, I'm just going to be LeBron because right. no, you're not. Shut up. No, you're, not. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you like those kids were like, I'm going to be Kobe. Right. Because like Kobe as like uh, as just physically and as a mentality was, I think, more attainable than mm. LeBron ever was or in, and continues to be. And then I think it went straight from Kobe to Steph because I would argue that Steph and Clay have fundamentally changed the way that basketball works such that there's an entire generation of kids that we will start to see come into the NBA starting this year that are like, I'm just going to jack the ball up as <laughs> much as I can Yep, all the time. And like, oh, yeah. because I've trained to do this, it's going to work a lot. But I think that I think that is going to be Steph Curry's longest lasting legacy is that there's going to be a generation of players who are just trying to emulate him in a way that like variability, like it might not work. So it just won't work for everyone, every single player. But it's I think that's going to be super interesting to watch. Well, you've the seen the influence. You've seen years. the influence with, you know, Harden didn't always play this way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dame, Dame Lillard didn't play this way for the first like five years of his career. And then he's then yeah. he's shooting daggers from mid court against Paul George, which is like the, the they're best, bad shots. It's, the be- it's, it's just a, it's bad, a shots. bad shot. And like, you know, Luca <laughs> Luca is the same way, taking a step back from like the announcer's yeah. desk. You know, it's like it's stuff that like I, I don't think if Steph and Clay are raining threes and hitting these with consistency, obviously other players aren't looking at that as a viable strategy. They're looking at it like, yeah. oh, these, who are these clowns? But it's like yeah. you can practice it. If you practice it, you can get good at it. And I don't know. They 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 really have changed the game. Steph has Steph has changed the possibilities, yep. which is a thing you don't hear often when you think about NBA yeah. players in, in general. He is going to be the player that's going to get the most people excited and the most young kids cut from their JV teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because totally right. they're all going to be like, yo, I'm shooting from if anywhere. If anything, yep. he's helping basketball. He's getting <laughs> yeah, the he's, bad ones out early. He's getting the bad ones out. That's true. <laughs> 
a teaching moment. Thank you, Steph. It's like oh natural selection, but for basketball players. Steph Curry is the eraser of bad, yeah. bad young players into the league. I mean, we we again, it is a thing that we've never seen in this life, and I don't know if we're ever going to see someone in 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 the next couple of years be as prolific as he is with. Yeah you know, how smartly he plays the game yeah. um, and being able to do that kind of stuff. Joe, um, go ahead. did y'all see that story that was like, he can in one timeout bring his heart rate to below 80 beats per minute? What? Like over oh, the course of one timeout? No. So like the way, while the he's way resting. that he trains, yes, he can bring his, he can control his heart rate such that he brings it down to 80 BPM after running and being on the floor for five minutes. And oh. his heart rate's at like 120 or whatever. There's oh. nothing and over I the don't course think he of, can't do. Like, <laughs> I mean, look, if David Blaine can sit in a block of ice for three weeks, exactly. then Steph Curry can, exactly. can do Steph that. Curry I'm, can I'm do not mad at it. I think Steph's got like barbiturates in the uh, in the mouth guard. So he's just oh, in the mouth on it, guard. And he's just like, oh, okay. uh, that's why he got so mad when he. That's why the uh, NBA was so mad when he threw it that one time because they were uh-huh. like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna find it, out. Someone's gonna find that. There. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I, I do have one question um, for me, Nicholas Grayson. And that question is, um, are you afraid of any team in the NBA right now? Um, and I'm going to take this mm. one. I'm going to answer this one. No, I'm not. As, uh, a, as a Laker fan, as a Laker I'm fan. not. <laughs> yeah, as a Laker fan, I'm not afraid of any team in the National Basketball Association right now. Okay. I okay. don't think anyone... <laughs> Um, Alex, Alex Caruso is the second best three-point shooter in the National Basketball Association right now. Wait, I am not serious? afraid. Yes. <laughs> He's the second highest three-point percentage in the what league. Kind of, what kind well, of yeah, reverse reparations is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I don't. What do you mean? <laughs> I am not afraid. <laughs> now, listen, whatever the percentage is, what do your eyeballs tell you about Alex Caruso? <laughs> I just need I just need to know Alex that. Car- I, the Alice Caruso was the guy who didn't get picked to be an extra in White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was sitting on the side like, yo, me, 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 me. Can I, can I get on, can I get on stage? And everybody was like, everyone's really? like, no, everyone's no. like next to Woody Harrelson, you're not believable. <laughs> and people were like, whoa. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Um, looking at, I, I love how Nikki was just like, no one can defeat us. I love how that was like the actual thing. <laughs> Um, looking at the schedule for next week uh, and some upcoming games, I think are going to be actually interesting. Rockets and Mavs uh, are going to be playing soon. We're recording this on a Friday. They're going to be playing on Saturday. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting matchup now that they've been those trades and seeing how those kinds of things kind of work themselves into yep. uh, alignment. Of course, Warriors and Jazz are going to be playing also on that day, which I think is going to be a pretty good game for sure because those games, those teams have been kind of established at this point. Um, and on Sunday of this week, I think the premier matchup is probably going to be the Hawks Bucks, which I think yeah, is going to be a pretty, pretty fun that's game. A, that's going to be a fun game, but that's a bad Sunday slate. It's a terrible yeah. Sunday slate. It's it's Thunder's Clippers. Yeah, they're going against the championship games in the NFL. So it's it's tough. Oh, oh that's true. Down. Okay, so yeah, they're burying true. these games on purpose. Yeah, they're burying them. Okay. Yeah, it's Raptors, Pacers, Thunder, Clippers, uh, Hornets, Magic, Cavs, Celtics, Ugh. Hawks, Bucks, 
wizard Oof. spurs in the Knicks Blazers. <laughs> Can you imagine watching 48 minutes of the Wizards and the Spurs? <laughs> I really can't. No. No. Uh, who no. do the Wizards even have? In the, well, they, well, wait, Russell, uh, Russell Russ. Westbrook. Got yeah, Russ and Bradley. Even count. Russ is gone. Russ isn't in the league anymore. Ooh. He's on the They've got No, I Okay, listen. Here's my I think I I think I'm with you on this. I think Russell Westbrook is going to need to like take a year off like Carmelo did and he's yeah. going to have to come back to some like he's going to go back to the Jazz or some shit and he's going to like come off the bench for the Jazz like revi- completely revitalizing the way he plays in the, in his career. But like I Russell Westbrook needs to like take a year off. Russell Westbrook um, needs a jump shot. That's what Russell yeah, Westbrook needs. That's what he's he going to do over the course of the he year. Needs off. To stop, he needs a set shot. He needs to become an old man. He needs yeah. a set shot. He needs to stop trying to jump over everybody because it's only going to last he him for another year. He can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like his bones he, his bones are going to shatter. Next year, he should come off the bench and relieve for LaMelo Ball. That's what I think. <laughs> Damn. No, I mean, like, listen, like, like that would be if, good. I'm just saying, yeah. if, 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 if you want to train a triple double machine, Russ Westbrook yeah. coming into your locker room may not be the worst thing to do. That's all I'm saying. He will yeah. be on the Shanghai Dragons before he does. That. <laughs> I agree. I agree. He's, he's he's a starter for life or bust for him. I agree His ego is way too big to have. That's, he needs to have that's that what I thought about. Moment. That's what I thought about Carmelo though too, and I think like it took people being like, "No, this guy's over." Right? Yeah. Yeah, for him to be like, all right, bet. Like, I guess I'll work on it. Well, here's here's the last point on that, and I think that this is the the crux of the like, I'm I'm always going to be a starter conversation. Is your body is going to tell you you're not a starter first? Your mind yeah. will then be the thing yeah. that kicks in afterwards. Yep. And Mello, sadly, didn't. Me, me, the thing about Mello was Mello always had an, a game that was useful for numerous errors. Right. Uh, 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 Westbrook's body is just, I'm going to throw it at the ball mm-hmm. and, and throw my body at the basket as hard as I can. And if you're in the way, you messed up. Yeah. And that, and we've seen that happen with so many high flyers over the year. Even Jordan, once he got his turnaround jumper, that was the thing that actually kept him in the league. Uh, besides him also, you know, making sure that everybody else hated him and that they wanted, <laughs> they wanted him to die. Um, but yeah. I think that, you know, we have a lot of stuff to talk about next week. Uh, yeah. I think that there's going to be even more games to kind of go over and poke at. Um, actually, we should figure out a way to have folks ask us some questions from the community. I was going to say, yeah. And send if us some topics. If only we had a Discord channel. We, Hold we on. Have we Discord. do. We have a Discord. Fanbyte.casa. Yeah. We have the podcast questions channel. Um, and just make sure that you head your question with corner three at the beginning of it, so we can so we can well, see okay. it and pull okay, it. Okay, Nikki, 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 what? Nikki, think about this what? for a second. Do they really yeah. need to create a subject line if they ask about basketball? Do you think like the fan with crew is going to take just, like that's like hey? Listen, do you think do you think uh, do you think Bradley Beals <laughs> needs to find a way out of the Washington Wizards and fan with's like I don't know what to do with this question. <laughs> But listen, that's the when way we do our, when we do our flip it and reverse it episode. Yeah, we, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have that be the case. I just want to see Merritt and everybody else dig into the conversations yeah. about like what ask, this thing is. Yeah, ask about who, uh, I don't know. I can't even come up with a player. Ask who I love is it. Chris Stapp for Zingas. It's a really fun show when we pitch that to, to yeah. each other. But, but yeah, fanbyte.casa, thank, so, thank you so much. Yep. Yeah. 
Film by Dicasa. Uh, make sure you're going over there asking us some questions about the show. Let us know what you think about how we're doing and, and get involved with the show there. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Corner 3. Again, thank you to everyone who's been hanging out and listening to the show. Again, leave us a wonderful review on Apple Podcasts so we can get bigger and let other people know that we want Mike Breen on the show so we can talk to him about yeah. video games and basketball yeah. and all the stuff in between. Uh, so until next week, we will say peace out and we're out of here and we'll see you soon. Deuces. Bye. Bye.